Welcome back to being on another episode of On the Borders, where we uncover social issues on a local and global scale, making you a more informed individual that transcends just beyond the borders. I'm your host, Alan, and here with us today, we have our wonderful guest, Sophie. Sophie, do you want to introduce yourself to our listeners? Of course, Alan. So to listeners who don't already know me, my name is Sophie Hoffman, and I'm a second year civil engineering student at Western. This year, I've had the pleasure of co-directing EWB's Fair Trade Portfolio alongside Randy Sayer. Aside from EWB, I'm participating in Western Sustainability Leaders Program. I play varsity lacrosse, and a fun fact about me is that I love coffee and espresso and any espresso beverages, which circles us back to Fair Trade. Western provides Deutsche Coffee on campus, obviously, and unfortunately, we can't access that right now. I do also enjoy fair trade chocolate and also fair trade tea. Those are also really good products to look out for. So for any listeners who don't know what fair trade is, do you want to maybe give them a brief description? Yeah, absolutely. Because I think a lot of consumers can recognize the fair trade logo, but they don't necessarily know what it means. So fair trade in itself is an internationally recognized arrangement that provides producers from developing countries equal wages and standards on working conditions. Fair trade farmers are part of cooperatives, so they have ownership of their business and are organized democratically. Their crop yields have a set minimum price and within the cooperative, there's an allocated fair trade premium to support the community directly and farmers can choose where they wanna invest that and where it would make sense to invest that within their community. Fair Trade represents 1,700 producer organizations and over 1.8 million workers. So my mission as a director in EWB's Fair Trade portfolio is to guide EWB and our Western community into becoming more mindful consumers and educating them on fair trade products, as well as helping people understand that fair trade shouldn't be seen as a premium Rather, it should be seen as the cost these products should ethically be sold for. That's great. I know that this year, especially due to COVID, that it's been hard trying to accomplish what you set out to do for the year. Can you maybe give us a little bit more insight on what's been happening with the fair trade events that's either been canceled or restricted due to COVID and maybe what you did to address that? Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely been an interesting year coming in, being a new director of the Fair Trade portfolio, but also having to adjust to this crazy virtual space. So traditionally, EWB would host a Fair Trade Campus Week, which is alongside Fair Trade Canada. And essentially, the event would be taking place in university buildings such as the UCC and in lecture halls. And we'd traditionally be giving out samples of Fair Trade coffee and other Fair Trade items. But this year, obviously, we couldn't do that because of COVID-19. So we kind of took that and transformed the event a little bit into being less of just handing away free samples and people not really knowing like what our cause is to more being more informative. So our Fair Tree Campus Week event was essentially made up of us making a series of educational videos on different topics addressing fair trade. And we also had some prizes to go along with that, too. So I think although there was less people participating than in a normal year, I think it was much more powerful. Right. I do think more people is aware of what fair trade action means now when they enter those competition. 
I also won the chocolate and tea, and those were really good products. I highly recommend. I'm glad you、uh, liked it, Alan. Getting some fair trade. <laughs> yes, it's it's amazing. I finished the chocolate in like a day or two. So, <laughs> so beside the impact that COVID has on Western, can you maybe give me more context on what's been happening at a global scale? Yeah. So fair trade is mostly in the domain of agriculture and manufacturing, and both have been significantly hit by COVID nineteen. So in agriculture, as you may know, there isn't really a work-at-home option for most of the farmers, since they have to go to work under certain safety measures in order to feed the world. COVID nineteen is causing widespread insecurity and vulnerability for the agricultural sector workers. They are faced with maintaining public safety measures while at the same time trying to maintain as many jobs as possible. At the same time, breaks in the supply chain for crops, cancelled orders, shortages in packaging, and increasing prices and transportation restrictions have greatly affected producers. Right. To give a bit more of a context, I believe that Fair Trade International has conducted a survey and shows that two thirds of producers see a drop in crop demand. Ninety-six percent of producers live in regions with mandatory government safety procedures. And ninety-five percent implemented safety measures such as social distancing, PPE, and deep cleaning. I believe the textile industry has also been affected. Can you maybe give more context on what's been happening with that? Yeah, of course. So similar to the agricultural sector, the textile industry and garment factories have taken a major hit due to COVID nineteen. As millions have lost their jobs since guidelines forced factories to close or run with limited staffing,、um, this is mostly due to the decreased consumer demand for clothing.、Um, as you may know, since lockdowns are being enforced,、um, people can't go out and shop as they normally would, and then vendors are also having excess inventory、uh, due to these lockdowns. So there's just been a decreased demand. Right, but it's not like Fairtrade International have been doing nothing while this is going on. I believe they have been providing relief funds and have raised over fifty million pounds in their relief efforts. What other steps are they doing to make sure that the operations of fair trade producers and farmers are maintained despite the add-on challenges with the pandemic? Yeah. So with the creation of these relief funds and implementation of strict guidelines, I believe fair trade has done an exceptional amount of work to provide relief for their producers. So the relief funds you mentioned, I believe, were launched in May by Fair Trade International, and they're called the Fair Trade Producer Relief Fund and the Fair Trade Producer Resilience Fund, which were in response to the pandemic to directly aid farmers and also provide them long-term economic support. And these relief funds are set across Asia, Africa, Latin America, and the Caribbean. Also, early in the pandemic, Fair Trade laid out COVID nineteen guidelines to all organizations. This includes the distribution of PPE and hand sanitizers, regular hand washing, disinfecting areas, along with respecting existing wage agreements and not docking pay from workers laid off, sick, or looking after sick dependents. To give you some examples, garment factories are making advances on full time salaries. Some have set up a Fair Trade. Price shop for members of the community to access rationed goods, and they've also opened health clinics in unused spaces of their factories. 
Some factories in China have produced free face masks, hand sanitizer, and brought in strict social distancing measures, especially during the lunch periods. In terms of development, Fairtrade has increased virtual training, such as 22 Fairtrade cocoa, coffee, quinoa, banana, and sugar organizations taking part in the Fairtrade Ecuadorian National Platform's virtual training on climate change leadership, which shows that Fairtrade organizations are not at a standstill for development, even though the pandemic is affecting their lives in so many ways. It sounds like they're doing a lot in order to make sure that the community can be running as best as they can. And I think they have been more flexible as well with their premium allocations. For those of you who don't know how it works, the premium operations come from the margin increase in the price for fair trade goods that directly goes towards the farmer and producer who made the products. It can go towards improving their way of life. So Sophie, can you maybe give me some examples of how they are doing that with the premiums? Yeah, for sure, Alan. So to give you some examples on how the premiums been used in Kenyan flower farms, they spent over half a million euros to send packages of food and hygiene items to workers, and more than 17,000 people have benefited from this program. Also in Colombia, 16 banana-producing organizations contributed their premium towards building an emergency COVID-19 test center. I've heard that the community is also getting into the production of PPE as well. Can you maybe elaborate on what is going on over there? Yeah, so several factories have converted to manufacturing PPE to meet local needs. To give you some examples, MAS Holdings in Sri Lanka and Pratibha Syntax in India quickly converted to manufacturing PPE, including masks. As well, Vertical Knits in Yucatan, Mexico produced over 30,000 medical materials, including masks and scrubs by thousands of employees. So this just shows that Fairtrade has not only provided relief for their producing organizations, but they've seen the pandemic as a call to action to help entire communities. Well, thank you so much, Sophie, for being on this episode and informing us on what's been happening, not only on the local scale, but also the global scale and what Fairtrade has been doing to make sure that the producers and organizations under them can perform and be able to be supported in this difficult time. We hope that you learned something from this episode. And if you want to help Fairtrade, you can purchase some Fairtrade brands. These include some of my favorites, Camino chocolate. That's why I recommend. I tried many of their flavors and they were really good. And you guys probably also know Van Jerry's. Doichang is a classic at Western. Equifruit and 4 o'clock tea are some of the other Fairtrade products that you can go and look into. Yeah, and some that I actually have at home right now are Balzac's Coffee and Kicking Horse. You can find them at virtually any grocery store. Kind is another brand that you may know. I think they sell different types of granola bars and trail mixes, those types of items. Prana and Bark Thins you can find at Costco. I remember I used to work there and stock those all the time. And I believe A&W just released a new line of coffee that's all fair trade. So you can go check that out as well. Yeah, make sure to support fair trade while getting your junk food. It's very <laughs> important. <laughs> So if you guys want to look into more Fairtrade products, you can visit guide.fairtrade.ca. That's G-U-I-D-E dot F-A-R-T-R-A-D-E dot C-A.
thank you for listening and I'll see you next time.